Hey guys, Ryan here. Before we get on with today's episode, I want everyone to go and give a follow to White Albino on Instagram. They have some great, great clothing. They have t-shirts, sweatpants, shorts, hoodies, you name it, they have it. And it's a local clothing brand in my hometown as well. And they make some awesome, awesome products. So if you want, go check out White Albino uh, at their website as well and use code QFPOD at checkout for 10% off. Thanks guys and enjoy today's episode. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to Quarantine Football with Nate and Ryan. As Nate, Ryan, and Dorian are on continued hiatus, enjoying their summers before heading back to school, I am your guest host, Adam Polant. Yes, I am Ryan's youthful and extremely attractive stepfather, and yes, we are still going to talk some football. Today, we have the pleasure of having a guest on the show, one of my dearest and tallest friends, Bill Trahune. Bill, in addition to be a vocal Milwaukee Bucks fan for dozens of years and an Anaheim Angels fan way before Otani and Trout days, he is a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, a fellow Heightstown High School, New Jersey graduate and alumnus of Fairleigh Dickens University. How are you doing today, Bill? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And um, I, I, all that was correct, right? Uh, the Bucks fan, the, um, the Cleveland, Brown, Cleveland fan, the Anaheim fan, the alumnus fan, all that stuff's correct, right? That is all correct. All right, yes. all right, so today we're going to talk some Cleveland Browns football. So let's sit back, take a drink if you need to, and let's, let's start off and recap the, the last season, the 2021 season. So... Um, okay, let's... Was the, the season was the, it was the Cleveland Browns 68th as a member of the NFL, their 72nd overall, and their first under the general manager Andrew Barry and coach uh, Stefanski. Um, they're the best record since the reactivation 1999. Broke the franchise record league high 18 year playoff drought. You had to be excited. First time since tw- 2002. It was. There you go. And it went 11 and five. So tell me, what did you think? What, what did this team finally do right? They got the right coach. They got the right GM. They put a plan in place and they executed that plan. Um, I think the Haslam's as the owners were always trying to do the right thing, but I felt that they would always get in their way and sort of make decisions when they should have let their football people make decisions. So they finally said, okay, we're going to hire the people that we feel can move this organization forward and let them do what they needed to do. I think it started with Dorsey, you know, bringing in John Dorsey previously, because he made some very good draft picks, made some very good moves to put this, put the Browns in the position to, to have the success that they had last season and that I feel will continue into this season and hopefully going forward. All right. Well, the, um, one of the biggest things that Stefanski did was uh, he, he set up the, uh, the, the running, uh, running multiple tight ends offense, which uh, when they brought in Austin Hooper, um, they selected Harrison Bryan in the draft uh, to go along with uh, Najoku. And, yes. let's say, and Mayfield had one of his best seasons as a pro. Yes, he did. And 
to think that one of these most successful seasons, installing a new offense with what they had to go through last year with all the COVID protocols, not in person, you know, doing everything via Zoom, because right after Stefanski got hired is when everything sort of shut down for so the fact that they were able to do that last season, I think, is even speaks to, to Stefanski as a coach. And I dividends last year, obviously, he was the coach of the year uh, last year. So I think I think going this year, you're just going to see even more from that offense. Now that they've had a full offseason where they've been able to meet, have the offseason workouts, um, you know, they're bringing back, you know, that entire offense is coming back. You know, they, they get Beckham back off the knee injury. Um, you know, they have the best running back duo in the league, in my opinion, with Chubb and Hunt. Um, and then breaking news yesterday, I don't know if you saw Chubb just signed an, an extension. No. Three-year, yeah, three-year extension, $36 million. Um, I think the one report I saw said 20 million of it guaranteed. Are fully guaranteed. Um, and I think there's some other, you know, milestones I think he could hit to guarantee more of it. So to me, that's a very good signing friend, you know, team friendly signing that gives them, you know, leads them room for some of the other signings they're going to need to do coming up. Absolutely. Well, I agree with you. Uh, Chubb and Hunt are just amazing. They, they, they did uh, 2000 rushing yards combined, 18 touchdowns. And then Hunt also threw in a, uh, 300 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns. I mean, the guys are, they're going to be very difficult to stop. And you're right with it. When, uh, when Beckham comes back, if he goes back healthy and plays in the emergence of, uh, of Higgins, uh, Hollywood Higgins with his, uh, four, you know, four touchdowns last year and uh, Peoples Jones. I mean, he flashed the rookie. It's going to be a tough offense. Oh yeah. And then the one, uh, the kid they drafted out of Auburn, Tyree Killfast. He's like 4'2". Oh, the, the receiver. 4'2 in the 40 past. Yeah, the receiver Anthony, out of Auburn that they drafted. Anthony Schwartz, yeah. yeah he's Anthony Schwartz, guy. yeah. So the, so the offense is going to so. be stellar, yeah. And then, I mean, but what, what's the one of the biggest issues? Well, okay, so we talked about – so the, um, the, the offense is going to be amazing. And talking about defense, I mean, a lot of the – there hasn't been as much talk on this – what we should be see is a dramatically better defense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This defense last year, I mean, if you just go back and look at some of the games they had, I mean, they were, they were up big on the Cowboys. They were up big on the Titans. You know, they had good leads against, you know, Indy and, you know, let those leads slip away because of the defense. So this defense is clearly going to be better getting, you know, signing, you know, John Johnson, the third from the Rams, uh, Troy Hill is another cornerback um, signing Clowney. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even if he's, you know, he's not a super sack machine, but he is a very productive player and having him on the opposite side from Garrett is only going to free up Garrett or it may free up Clowney. Right. Right. You know, you got, um, you got Jacob Phillips. And and you're going to get uh, Delpit back. I mean, he he was a rookie that yeah. tore ACL. Yeah, Achilles. Yeah, he, tore, yeah, he is Achilles. Um, and then last year, also the who would have been a second year player last year, Greedy Williams as a cornerback, um, had a nerve issue all year. 
So in his shoulder. So that's why he didn't play. But, you know, all accounts, he's back. Um, they've started practicing. You know, the reports I've, you know, I've heard out of training camp, you know, they've both been playing, but they're giving them, day, you know, scheduled days off to make sure they're easing back in properly and not overdoing it. Um, you know, they brought in another linebacker from the Colts, Anthony Walker. Um, and the reports are that he's going to be the signal caller on the defense. He's going to have the, you know, the, the green dot on his helmet. He's going to be the one getting the signals from the uh, sideline on the defense. Um, and, you know, the, recently I just heard like, you know, Darius Leonard from the Colts was speaking so highly of him after he left was saying that, uh, you know, that uh, we lost a good player or the Browns got a really good player. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, you know, their top two draft picks both came up, you know, were defense, Greg Newsom, the cornerback from Notre Dame, uh, from Northwestern. And then uh, Jeremiah Usu koromoa Very nice. I didn't As know I was, you pronounced that. That was good. I've been working on it. <laughs> I've been working on it because I knew it was, well, it, to me, it's sort of like learning how to say Antetokounmpo. Yes. Because for a long time, I just like, yeah, the Greek freak. <laughs> but yeah, and then I heard some people in some places were just calling him JOK. But I worked go. on it. I was like, all right, I got to be able to say his full name. Um, but to me, that's like the steal of the draft, getting him at 52 mm-hmm. when people were talking to him as a first round talent. And so the fact that he fell to them at 52 is only going to help them and help that defense oh, this God. coming year. 2020 Dick Buckus award winner, top linebacker in college football. You got him the second pick. That's huge. I know. I know. So I think this defense, you know, if this, if this offense does what it did last year, especially the second half of the year, once they got rolling on, on offense, you know, if this defense can step up, you know, I have high hopes for this, this coming season. Well, again, the, the, the veterans you talked about, the ones that came in from other teams, adding to Garrett, um, and then, of course, at six of the, uh, the first seven picks in their draft are all on defense. It's going to be a young uh, – def- it's going to be young guys partnering with veterans, partnering with all pros. It's going to be – again, as a Browns fan, you got to be very optimistic of the season. An amazing oh, I am. It's an amazing defense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so, all right. So, there you go. So, you have your expectations – with the defense vastly improved, uh, we know that everyone's got to stay healthy. We got to always stay away from injuries. Oh yes, absolutely. Rookies on D, uh, rookies on um, rookie on offense, and return to Beckham. All right, so we're feeling pretty good. So let's let's look at the schedule. And we'll all do, right, they're always fun. We'll say, who do you think? I've got my expectations. I'm not going to tell you yet. Um, all right, I got mine. We'll go game to game. No preseason stuff. We all know how that goes. We'll start right. with game one. They're playing on the road in Kansas City. I I had that as a loss. Okay. It's tough to go to Kansas City, the defending AFC champions, and get a win. Right. So, as much as I think, I mean, as well as they played against the Chiefs in that playoff game last year in Kansas City, they only lost by five. The potential is there, but I have it as a loss. You don't want to jump into the season with like uh, – extreme expectation to get blown and lose the first game. So I think right. I, I agree with you. I, I gave it a loss. Exactly. So then, um, they go to week two, they come home against the Titans. I'm sorry, the Texans, the Texans. Texans, that's a win. Right. I think the Texans are a mess. That's true. You that's know, 
I just that yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, they may be in a complete let's tank. Although I don't know who they'd be tanking for at this point, but you know, it's not like there's a Trevor Lawrence out there that's like surefire pick for next season. But yeah, no, that's definitely a win, especially at home. There you go. So okay, so there's your first win of the year for the Browns, and then they stay home with the Bears coming to town. I have that one as a win too. Um, I think the Bears, well, they're they're a decent team. It, you know, I'm not sure where they're going to be at quarterback at that point, um, whether it's still going to be Dalton or if they will have uh, brought in Justin Fields yet to start. So I think either way, I think that matchup favors the Browns yeah, I, I don't, when they I get don't the win. See, I don't see Dalton or Fields being able to run away from the defense. That, yeah, that, that's going to be terrible. Yeah. All right, so then uh, we're two and one now, got the winning record, um, and they head to Minnesota. Uh, getting the win in Minnesota. I think they go to Minnesota, especially since, you know, it's not a long road trip. Uh, um, they go to Minnesota, they get the win. Just think they, you know, I think there's offenses that's going to be a lot to handle for teams. They're going to be able to spread the ball around. You're not going to be able to double team anyone if anyone's worthy of a double team. Uh, um, just with all the weather we put on the field this year. All right, so three and one, we're, we're in agreement so far through the first four games. Absolutely. Okay. So then they stay on the road um, going to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. I give them a loss in this game. I think, well, I think they may be better, a better team overall than the Chargers. I think going on the road after, you know, second week in a row, going to the West Coast, um, I just think they come up short in this one. I think, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, I think is going to be improved over last season. And I think the Chargers find a way to win this game at home. So our first disagreement, I'm uh, more optimistic, uh, maybe because just I, I feel terrible about the Steelers. I think someone's got to win these games. So the Browns are going to, are going to win uh, coming out of the way. So I have them winning, leading the Chargers. Okay. All right, so they uh, head home after the loss, on your your opinion, on the high uh, of mine um, against the Cardinals. I had them bouncing back and getting a win against the Cardinals at home. Um, yeah, I know Kyler Murray's, you know, he's a dynamic quarterback. Um, but I think this, yeah, for defense, a cornerback play they're going to get because, you know, they still have Denzel you know, they're going to have Greedy Williams and Troy Hill and, um, and you know, with the safety, Robert Hopkins um, down any type of running game and control, you know, corral Murray um, to keep him from beating them with his legs and they get the win here. And, uh, all right. So I agree with you there as well. You're sitting at uh, four and two on your expectations. Me, I, I predict the uh, Browns be five and one going four days later, uh, Thursday night at home versus Denver. Um, I feel they get the win against the Broncos. Again, I think the Broncos, you know, they're in flux. Not sure who their quarterback's going to be. Whether it's going to be Drew Locke, Eddie Bridgewater. Um, you know, neither one. Well, they both can potentially be decent quarterbacks. And Teddy shown it in the past. Um, I just don't think they have enough on offense to compete. And that, you know, the Browns get the win on Thursday night. Right. I, I agree there as well. I don't think the Broncos are in the same league as the Browns. So 10 days later is the matchup um, in you know, our, our opinion and, and most opinions. Uh, they are home versus Steelers. 
they win against the Steelers at home. They get the win at home. I just think, you know, with the crowd being at home is going to be, you know, that's what's going to put them over the edge in this, in the matchup at home against the Steelers. I think it'll be, you know, tough game. But I think they get the win. I, I want, I want to disagree with you and I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm deathly afraid by the time we get um, that far into the season of Roethlisberger's uh, whole elbow, shoulder, knee, everything is bothering him. Um, Rudolph right. Redskins is quarterbacking his team and Garrett just smashes him into oblivion. So that's my fear. So yes, I agree with you. Um, I'm giving them a win against the Steelers at home. And, um, and then I'm assuming I know your answer to this one. They now go to Cincinnati. They get the win. In Cincinnati, although both games that they played against Cincinnati last year were competitive games. I mean, the Bengals, you know, don't sleep. I don't sleep on the Bengals. I think the Bengals are definitely going to be improved, especially on offense, bringing in Chase, you know, who Burrow has a connection with from their LSU days. Um, but I think the Browns get the win. I think the you know, the defense is going to be improved enough to be able to get some stops when they need them. And that they're going to, you know, they're definitely going to score enough points to uh, to pull out the win on the road here against Cincinnati. I had them as a win as well, with the only fear of it being that's one of those sandwich games where they are um, coming off the beating the Steelers and they're looking ahead to the Patriots and all the attention that, you know, the national, because still the Patriots, even without Brady, uh, it's still Belichick and the Patriots in New England. So, that happens week 10. What do you think happens that game? Right. I have them getting the win against the Patriots as well. Um, again, it's a situation where, okay, who's the quarterback going to be at this point? Will they, you know, will they be sticking with Cam Newton? Is he going to be showing up to stay in the lineup? Or will they have turned it over to Mac Jones at this point? Um, I think if they have turned it over to Mac Jones, I think – you know, he'll have only been, I, I think by the time he becomes a starter, it'll only maybe be a couple of weeks before this. I don't think, I don't think Belichick's going to pull the switch too soon on that. Um, but I think, I think they're, they're going to be able to get the win and against the Patriots on the road here. Agreed. Uh, I agree with you there. So before they get to week 11, we're looking at, uh, let's see, five, seven, six, uh, five, eight and two, not too bad, obviously on top of the a AFC central. So um, I, I have no problem with that going um, home versus Detroit. That's a win. I think the Lions, again, they're in sort of like a rebuilding mode. You know, they got rid of Stafford. They brought in, you know, they made the trade to bring in Goff. Goff's a fine quarterback, but I don't know who's he throwing to. You know, they lost their top two receivers from last year, right? Galladay's went to the Giants. And I forget where their other top receiver went. So I'm not sure who he, he's going to be throwing the ball to in terms of, you know, I think whoever they have, I think the Browns are going to be able to cover, make it hard on Goff. So I think, you know, especially at home, they, they get the win. So hypothetically throwing it out there, they bring in a, a young Megatron and the backfield, they have a young uh, Barry Sanders. Do, do the Browns beat them then? It makes it a closer game, I think. I'm not sure. You know, I think it depends on what they have on defense, how good that defense is. Well, same thing. I think, like I, like I said, I, I think the Browns are going to be really good on offense this year. 
I think they pull out the win, man. All right. So even okay, that's well, that, maybe a little higher scoring game, but <laughs> so that shows you how bad the, the Lions are, even adding these to those two Hall of Famers. All right. So now you beat yeah. the Lions, you trounced them, looking at what nine and uh nine and two, and now you go to Baltimore. The Browns are in Baltimore. The Browns are in Baltimore. The Browns lose in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. As much as I'd like to say they go in and win that game, I think they lose in Baltimore. I think, you know, the Ravens are going to be good. Um, you know, they, you know, they just had a potent running attack. You know, they got, you know, Jackson's, you know, still running crazy. He was the leading rusher on that team last year at over a thousand yards. Um, you know, they got J.K. Dobbins. You know, they got, was it Gus Edwards? You know, they're, you know, they got a three-headed monster running, you know, for running, running back. And, uh, you know, I think, also, I think Jackson will probably be improved as a passer. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think they just, they find a way to win this game, you know, in Baltimore. You lose, you mean? A uh, lose. Yeah, 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 lose. Lose. I, I, I had him losing. Yeah, that Baltimore gets a win. That Baltimore finds a way to win. The only, the only thing, the only step, the only possibility, knowing how difficult it was and how bad Cam Newton was after he had COVID last year with Jackson getting COVID again, is his season going to be struggling? Now, if Jackson is true, Cam Newton COVID level, the, the Ravens are not the same team. Even with all their weapons, if Jackson that is very true, that is very true. So, so yes, yeah. that is true. That is always a possibility. Yes, no, you're right. That is always a possibility. So we'll have to see how he starts the season. Yeah. So we'll bounce back from his second bout with COVID. Yeah. So because uh, this will be the second time because he got it last year yeah. as well. So for the sake so. of this, so for the sake of this conversation, we're assuming he's 100% healthy. But the, yes. the, Browns, the Browns will be ruined, obviously, for um, some um, COVID uh, side effects to him. So, all right. So they, they, that was Sunday night. They get the loss, a bad loss to the Ravens, um, with or without a um, COVID Jackson. And then they got a bye week. Hopefully, they stay healthy. And they come back home versus the Ravens again. Yes, I know. It, this is just a weird aspect of this schedule, that they play the Ravens two games in a row, I mean, the Ravens don't have a bye. So the Ravens, I think the Ravens play the Steelers, right? If I remember correctly during that bye week. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that the Ravens have to play the Steelers and then they have to come to Cleveland, the Browns get the win at home against the Ravens off the bye week. I do agree. So, I absolutely agree with that. I think the Ravens are in a really bad situation uh, with a rested Browns team. I'm assuming Beckham will be hurt by then because he's always hurt around that time of the year. So even without Beckham, I think the uh, Browns got plenty of uh, to, uh, plenty of weapons. All right, so they they beat the Ravens at home, staying at home. Here comes uh, here comes the Raiders. The Raiders they get the win against the Raiders. I think they you know sort of avenge that loss last year in that that game. The game they played against the Raiders last year was one of like the worst weather games. I mean mm-hmm. the game the wind was like I looked it up. It said, it said that the winds were 35 miles an hour, but I have to think that was the average miles per hour because I think it, were, like, it was gusting to 50 miles an hour during that game. And they scored six points, didn't they? Didn't they score six points? They were the um, Browns? They, yeah, so they lost 16 to six. Huh. Yeah, they lost 16 to six game. And yeah, I have to deal with the game plan is. And I think that was right before the bye. They had the bye after that yeah. game, if I remember correctly, last year. Um, so, yeah, they was just a an anomaly of a game last year. I think just the way the well they had 
they had a couple of those games in the weather because the game against the Texans last year in the weather was, you know, super windy, like crazy winds. You know, they got the win in that one, though. So yeah. that was when they scored 10. That was the big talk where where is this so, talented offense? They scored six against the Raiders and they scored 10 against Houston, like 16 points in two weeks, but they went one and one. But that was like, oh, where's this great offense? And us and me as a Steelers fan, like, yeah, there's no there's no offense in Cleveland, of course. Then they went on tears against Philly and uh, Jaguars and they scored 40 against the Titans and, and Ravens. They, um, they lost the Ravens, but they scored 40 points. Right. So that was, yes. uh, yeah, that was fun. All right, so oh, yeah. you got the win against the Raiders and now uh, then you head out to Green Bay when I was taught, having the um, podcast l- uh, last week um, episode, I had to assume that it was an Aaron Rodgers less team, but it looks like Rodgers back. So now we have to assume is a Rodgers led Packers team um, in Green Bay. Go ahead. Yes. In Green Bay on Christmas night. That's right. So I, huh? That's right. I think they, they yeah. Yeah, so the, the the Browns get a Christmas Day game, you know, nationally televised game on Christmas night. Um, they lose this game to Green Bay, especially if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. I mean, obviously, if Rodgers isn't there, then, yeah, that's a game they could definitely win. But, you know, I think with Rodgers, the Packers are going to be good, um, and they're going to they're gonna lose that game to the Packers in Green Bay on Christmas night. So they so they they lose they lose Christmas, uh, no children get presents because all the Browns are upset, and then they can stay <laughs> on the road, and they go to Pittsburgh. I gave I have a loss for the Browns in this game. Monday night game. Monday night game in Pittsburgh. I think they I think they lose that game. I think, yeah, I think the Steelers are going to be good enough. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a decimated Steelers team. I think that, you know, their defense is still going to be really good. I think signing Ingram was a big signing. I was a little, actually a little disappointed when I saw that they signed him. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, the Steelers don't need that help on defense. Or I don't want the Steelers defense to be that good. But I think the, yeah, I think the Steelers find a way to win this game. You're, you're more optimistic than I am against the Steelers because I had, I had them losing that one too. I just don't think the maybe I maybe I just look at this Browns team and I am still recovering from the Steelers' loss in the playoffs last year. I just I just think very highly of that defense. I think by the time you get that late in the year, uh, this those those young guys are going to be so. I mean, either they're going to have weak legs or they're just going to be full of energy teaming up with that yeah. offense. I, I'm picturing a bunch of shutouts for the Browns this year uh, against some of the, some of these teams like Week 18 against the Bengals, where they finish off the year. Where they where how, what do you think? Oh, uh, the bank, yeah, no, they win that game against the Bengals. Uh, they, yeah, they finish the season with the win. Um, yeah, especially at home. I think they finish strong. I think all the games I have them losing are road games. Mm-hmm. So I think I have them going, and they get they got the extra home game this year. So they have nine home games this year. So I have them going nine and oh at home, nice. and then three in three and five on the road yeah, I have them finishing I I have them 12 and five yes yeah, so you have five 12. losses yep I've been finishing 12 and five I mean there are games that you know all the games that I have as losses are games they potentially could win I don't think any I don't think they're getting blown out at 
you know, I don't think there's any, you know, they're not certain losses. I think they're going to lose the games. I don't think. So the Brian, you know, they're going to lose that game. That's a definite loss. That's, you know, there are definite losses on the schedule, you know, as bad as they had been over the past number of years. I don't see that with this team. I think this team is going to be good enough that, you know, I could see them winning all these games. I don't think they're going to win all these games. And they always seem to have a game during the year they lose that they should win. Like on paper, like last year, the, the game against the Jets. Mm. You know, the Jets were tanking. The tr- you know, the Jets were trying to lose, and the Browns lost to them. <laughs> I mean, granted, that was a game they had none of their receivers. You know, they had to bring in all the guys from the practice squad to play in that game because of the COVID issues. And they didn't change the game. They should have changed the game plan and just pounded it with Chubb and Hunt mm-hmm. and run it down the Jets' throat, but they didn't do that. I mean, I went and looked at the stats for that game. Baker threw the ball 53 times in that game against the Jets last year. Crazy. He should have thrown 20 times. Like, I, I was looking at the rushing totals for, you know, Chubb and Hunt. I'm like, I'm like how, how did this guy only run the ball or something, you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm like, change the game plan real quick. I was, I remember that game very well because they played the Steelers the next week and I was like, there's no way the Steelers are going to lose this game because the, the Browns can't get out of their own way against the Jets. And of course, the, uh, the Browns beat the Steelers, which was devastating myself. Right, but they also bent, you know, they also started Rudolph in that game and, you know, they rested Roethlisberger because they were like, all right, we're sort of locking him. We don't need to, you know, the Steelers didn't have anything to play for that last week of the season. That's so true. that's true. Well, I, they should, in, in retrospect, they should have because Roethlisberger looked really bad against the Browns um, again, the playoffs. All right. So you have, you have the Browns at 12. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that was just, uh, yeah. 12 and five. Yes. 12 and five. I am more optimistic. I had them losing only to the Falcons and the Ravens. So I am 15 and two. So that's not too shabby. That scares me. Yes, you should. You should be yeah. very scared. Yes, that you have. Now, of course, you I have, as I have the, the uh, ultimate Steelers fan, I have the Steelers with uh, like I think six wins. So I'm not a uh, picture. You know, I yeah, I, I think I heard. I listened. I listened. I listened to you and Andy, and I think you had them. I think you had them in ten. I think Andy had them at ten and seven. You had them at like seven and ten. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And it's just the same way I had them last year. And again, my predictions are off quite often. Last year, I I think I had the same thing. Steelers winning six games and they, of course, made the playoffs. So, I, I you know, I, I, I can, you, you can't really pick wins. I know when my, my fantasy teams do well, but I, I, you know, you can't really pick the wins. Right. As you said, yes. anything can happen. So, all right. So there you go. So you, either way, the Browns are making the playoffs. Probably winning the division, going to get a home game, and um, you, do, you, do you see them? And then again, they'll probably face the, the Chiefs. They'll probably face the Ravens. You got to, you know, what teams are going to face? Do you think they can go all the way, or do you think they're still short? I, I think they can. I think they have the talent is in place. The coaching staff is in place for them to finally make a Super Bowl. Um, I think that potentially they would have to go to Kansas City again to do it. So that'll be the you know that'll be the hurdle. I think at that point would be beating you know having to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. 
you know, hopefully they can put themselves in a position where they're on the opposite side of the draw, that if they have to play the Chiefs, it would be in the championship game. Um, you know, I think I can't discount uh, Buffalo being in the mix this year as well again. So, so. And, yes, and, and of course the Browns don't play Buffalo, so it'll be interesting. Yes. It'll be, so, all right, so there you go. So I think you, you had the Bucks win your championship you have the Angels, they, they've got great talent and, um, and just they need to build better. And now you got the Browns. So you, you, your uh, 2021, uh, 22 is looking pretty good so far sports. Yeah. And I still, and I always have Ohio State football. So there you go. There you go. Wow. That's not bad. It's not bad. I know no, you've, suffered, you've suffered enough in the past that you needed this. This You've, you've earned the, you've earned this year's. All right. So, um, you got some uh, good stuff coming up. Now let's talk um, as we slow, slowly wind down. You've been a Browns fan for a long time, long time. So give me your top five I have. favorite Browns fan, Brown, Browns players. Top five Browns. Um, so go ahead. Uh, when I became a Browns fan, it was 1980. Brian. Was a quarterback. They were the back kids. Um, they had all these comeback wins. Um, so that's sort of when I fell in love with this team. Um, so I have to have Brian Sype on. I mean, I remember you you got the jersey, jersey number 17 with Sype on the back. So Brian Sype definitely is, you know, was an MVP of the league. You know, just love the way, you know, they played, the, the way he played. Um, and go at that team as um, with the Ravens for a long time as their GM, you know, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, Ozzie Newsome. Loved Ozzie Newsome. Was this a great player for this? Always worked hard. So he is definitely another, you know, in my top five friends uh, of all time. Um, Next on my list, this is for a combo. I'm going to slightly cheat a little bit, so I'm going to get six names in. But the the originators of the dog pounds, Frank Minifield and Hanford Dixon, they were the they were the cornerbacks and those teams in the mid '80s that ended up losing the Broncos three times in the championship game. Um, but they were they were the ones that started the dog pound. They were the ones they started barking and doing whatever. And, and then the fans jumped on it and created the dog pounds. Um, so that was the, that was where the dog pounds started from. So they definitely got to be on my list for starting the dog pounds and, and getting this fan base, you know, super motivated into those teams in the, you know, the mid eighties. Um, and then going back to those uh, mid eighties teams, um, the quarterback of those teams, the sidearm slinger himself, Bernie Kozar. Bernie just, you know, great. Never got over the hump with the Browns. But those teams, those teams in the mid-80s, you know, under Marty Schottenheimer, <laughs> just had just had the misfortune of running into John Elway and the Broncos in those years. You know, three out of four, four years, you know, they meant to the AFC championship game and they lost to the Broncos yep. you know the drive 
They gave up a drive to L.A. after going ahead. They're about to score the go-ahead touchdown and Bayern fumbles. And then the last year, it wasn't that close. They, you know, the, the blowout, I call that one. I don't remember the final score of that game. So it was definitely Bernie Kozar's on my list. And my fifth, and I'm going to go with all players that I've seen play. So I'm not going to go back and give you a Jim Brown or anything because he was well before my time. Um, but, you know, I got to go. I'm going to put another quarterback on the list. I'm Baker Mayfield. Wow. Baker Mayfield. You know, I love, you know, he does, he comes in, he's got, you know, he's got that swagger. He's got that attitude. Um, you know, I've seen the growth in him um, over the course of these couple of seasons since he's been with the team. Just, I, th- I think he's going to have a really good year. I think, you know, just in general, I think this, this, because this is also going to be since college, he's never played in under the same, in the same offense or the same coaching staff two years in a row. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he came in, you know, Hugh Jackson was here as a rookie. Hugh Jackson started the second season, but it was a different offensive coordinator. And then they had that change in mid season. And, you know, I think the second year under Stefanski with Alex Van Pelt, I, I'm looking I'm looking for big things from Baker this year, and I think he's going to deliver. So he's the last player. You know, he's the fifth on my list. That is an outstanding list. That it is a. I can't argue with some of the great quarterbacks and some of those players. But I'm telling you, I thought as well. You know what I like to do? I want. Am I going to name my top five favorite Browns? No, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to name my top five least favorite Browns from the perspective of a Steeler fan. So, okay, all right, and and the, the. I'm going to start with the current team because I can't stand Garrett for for a hundred different reasons, mm-hmm. and of course OBJ. Those still, I wasn't a fan of OBJ as a as a giant. So him and Garrett are two of the my least favorite Browns of all time. I and I have to watch them probably for another three to five years at least. So I hate them. I do. I I don't like them, and maybe it's a little jealousy, but I, I hate them. Um, no, uh, number another one on the list: Eric Metcalf. Okay. Yep. As a Steeler fan, watching every game, you could not tackle that guy. I screamed at way too many televisions and cursed at way too many televisions watching the Steelers just let him go like a like a like a tort a bull just going by with a red. <laughs> let him go. Could not stop him, and I and I hate yeah. him. So I hate him. Um, Joe Thomas, uh, back in the uh, the the early two thousands, you know. The fun part of being Steelers with great defenses is sacking the quarterback. And Joe Thomas in that line, you, you never could sack him. You could not get to the Browns quarterback. So it was always a possibility of a tie because you couldn't get to him. And Joe Thomas, now he's, he stands out only because he's really one of the names I remember from that line. I hated, right. I hated the whole line, but I, I just remember Joe Thomas because he just always said, oh, Joe Thomas up, can't get uh, can't sack the quarterback with that line. Joe Thomas left, so I hated him. Uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. Could not say he was so arrogant and he was terrible. He was so soft. He was one of the yes. just despised him and he just just too cocky and just too soft. So I didn't respect him as a player and I didn't respect him as a uh, Brown. Honorable mention, and I'm going to end it here. Um, Webster Slaughter. And only for the reason, and I give him the highest compliment, I wish he was a Steeler because he was that good. I remember him being really, really good. I remember oh, seeing, yeah. uh, uh, Webster Slaughter. The Slaughter. Yeah, Webster Slaughter. 
you know? So there you go. So that's my, that's the most hated. And so that's why this season I got to watch Darren and OBJ. I, I hate them. So, uh, okay. So I got off my chest. You now know how I feel. Um, but I, I, you saw how I, I predict very big things for the Browns and I'm, and I'm sure you do as well. Um, so this is very exciting An exciting seasons around the corner, right? Yes. So, all right, Bill, can't thank you enough for being here. This has been a blast. We never, we used to talk all the time when we meet up at any bar, we talk sports and trivia. This was very exciting to be able to sit yes. down and talk football with you. Uh, anything else you want to share? Any, any, any words of wisdom, any, any bit of um, uh, insight that maybe we missed? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've heard listening to, you know, and the information that I've been getting. Um, the reports I've heard out of um, some of the other podcasts that I listened to uh, regarding Cleveland Browns said, you know, that Baker looks really good to start the season the, when, you know, he's been zipping the ball around. Um, you know, he's been engaged um, with the receivers, talk, you know, after something happens, you know, receiver's not in the right spot, go over, talk to him, run it again, then the receiver's right in the right spot. So I think that leadership from Baker is showing um, from what I've heard. Um, I've heard, you know, Beckham looks good. Even going back to mini camps, he looks good. Um, I think he's going to be ready. Um, I think he's going to keep his mouth shut. He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be a distraction. He's here. He knows, uh, you know, what the potential of this team is. Um, so I think, you know, he could have, you know, a bounce back here. Um, you know, you may not see the, you know, the production he put up with those, you know, first couple of years of the Giants only because of the fact that of all the play, you know, with, you know, Jarvis Landry, you know, Beckham, Donald People Jones, I think, is a, a, you know going to be much improved this year after what he showed last year. You know, the tight ends with Njoku and Hooper and Bryant, and then, you know, getting the ball to Hunt and Chubb. You know, they just have – they have a wealth of talent on offense. Um, I don't think any of them are super valuable in the fantasy front. Maybe, you know, Chubb, because Chubb will get you a lot of touchdowns because he's going to be like the goal line back when they get down there. Um, in terms of getting the touchdowns, I don't think any of these are, you know, and none of the Browns skill position players, I think are high draft picks in a fantasy football draft perspective. Um, but overall that offense, I think is going to be really good. Uh, the defense is going to be improved and I'm looking forward to a great season for the Browns. Wow. Well, as long as, um, as long as Mayfield keeps making those commercials and no, I will not be drafting any Browns. So there you go. So I agree with you there. Bill, thanks again. This, uh, I'm sure you're happy with your fandom. This is very exciting. Um, and everyone listening, thank you very much for continuing to listen to Quarantine Football with Nate and Ryan. Again, Nate, Ryan, Dorian, all his crew will be back again soon. So keep listening, stay healthy, and please get the vaccine. Have a great one, everybody. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks, Adam.